Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. So welcome to episode 12 of season four. If you just joined, this is Maria of Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the lovely our supreme our robin at a tired witch on instagram the most wonderful person in all the world <laughs> um hello everyone i do need to start this episode episode by letting you know that i actually did not get to make the main segment i had some personal stuff going on which i'll talk about later in the episode but we are joined today by the wonderful mint fairy who is mm-hmm. going to talk to us a little later about fairies yes <laughs> it was an amazing conversation and great questions i'm actually really bummed that i missed it um and as a reminder on june 24th we have a class on patreon that will be hosted by katie webb and it will be on paranormal investigation by using tarot which is going to be so exciting and that is available for anybody in the library tier and up it will be hosted live and it is kept on youtube for anybody who really wants to see the class but actually cannot attend so even if you can't make it but it interests you. We can't wait to see you. Join us in the library tier and you will have full access to that. If you just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize those for your magical practice. So... In relationship to when this episode comes out, the <laughs> nearest one following is going to be on July 3rd. It is the full moon in Capricorn. And Capricorn full moons, like I feel like, especially when we consider the fact that this is happening right after the solstice, this is a really good time to focus on things like that bring like fresh starts. Okay, so we are kind of putting our energies into manifesting like anything you have been working towards for it to be like finally like completed and realized and able to move on to the next stage of the chapter. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is things like careers. Um, if you want to put some, some magic into your job, (laughs) um, this is a good time to focus on things like getting recognition that you want. So if you've been working towards a promotion at your work, or anything like that. We're looking towards career, reputation, promotions, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't like using the word manifestation lightly, <laughs> but I do feel like this is a really good moon, like full moon, to like finish up any kind of like even just mental manifestations that you've been working on, or things in general that you have been working towards to just get that recogni- recognition and step up that you want, so we can move on to that next phase um Mm -hmm. i think it's a good closing up moon if that makes Mm -hmm. sense (laughs) yeah 
Um, for me, I really like to use Capricorn full moons for sta- like stabilization, especially since we're heading into the you know harvest season and all that, and things are going to start slowing down. Honestly, a Capricorn full moon during the summer is great because mm-hmm. it's very grounding, like very. when things are go, 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 go. Um, so I think using that to your advantage to kind of like center yourself and, you know, think about where you might be getting too far ahead of yourself mm-hmm. and kind of like dial, like looking at what you need to dial back and like doing some major grounding in your goals and in your ambitions, especially heading into the colder months. Totally. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you. Thank you. <laughs> so, if you just joined us for this episode or haven't listened to the other episodes so far this season, in lieu of choosing a card and discussing it like we have been doing the previous seasons, This time we're going through the whole different sections in tarot. Like we went over the minor arcana, the major arcana, and the different suits. And now we're going through the numbers. But anyways, this week we are discussing our thoughts on the sixes. So we passed the fives. which were a challenge (laughs) the sixes show the choices we make to fight against the fives or the Mm -hmm. results of the battle against them just like how the three showed the importance of community the sixes do so as well Mm -hmm. some of these cards even show the healing journey after dealing with difficult situations so we can get back on track On the cards like the Six of Wands and the Swords, they show movement of choosing what is right for oneself. One shows a celebration of self, which is a Six of Wands, and a Six of Swords shows choosing what is right for like oneself isn't always easy. Yeah. But in both, these cards are being supported and uplifted by community and within our choices. And speaking the importance of community once again and support. <laughs> we also have the Six of Pence and the Six of Cups, which shows that sometimes we have to count on others in order to move forward um, one for better, like this... Um, Uh, the one for better which is like the six of cups the other for worse the six of pence now i only say for worse for the six of pence because it is counting on someone financially or for goals that most of the time represents someone with power someone who you aren't really emotionally connected to that you just have to kind of you know trust the contract you have with them spoken (laughs) or written trust Um, the process (laughs) yeah (laughs) hopefully they don't screw you over and you got a good deal out of it (laughs) but and then um two of these cards show to me the healing process process which we see on like the six of swords and cups the sword shows that healing isn't always rainbows and sunshine it is a process and a journey all on its own while the cup shows a healing that healing sometimes can be enjoying and finding happiness in in unconditional love or even finding comfort in past memories while sometimes bittersweet at the end of the day it is that sweet that keeps us going so how do you view these cards Robin? I mean as as always I completely agree with you um I will say that I think that these cards in general sixes in general is all about giving and receiving 
Mm-hmm. And that that takes light in many different forms. So like you have the six of swords where it is like giving yourself the space of boundaries, giving yourself solace, peace, you know, rest. And then you have like the six of pentacles where we are we are literally talking about charity, right? Giving, receiving, mm-hmm. regardless of what end you're on. So there's kind of like that giving and receiving, both literal and metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think in general, it this suit is so much about support mm-hmm. and how that kind of manifests and and can translate um, mm-hmm. in different aspects of our life. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a friend, like offering you choices, like how can I best support you now? And hands exactly. you like all the sixes, please choose Here one. <laughs> I also think it's important to note that in all four cases, the sixes are not closed chapters. Um, so while there is this support and there is this giving and receiving, it's not like a, it's not a done deal. Like just because we are getting the support, it is still showing the motion of moving forward, just better prepared. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not a, okay, everything's better now. It's a, okay, we're better armed. We're better prepared. Um, So now where do we go? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure we said this at the beginning of the episode, but Robin unfortunately could not join me today for the main segment, but I am not alone. I am joined by the lovely, our Prince Faye, <laughs> our Faye Prince, sorry, <laughs> Mint Fairy. <laughs> Yes, hello. Thank you so much for having me again. I love being here. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't know, uh, I'm pretty sure it was our first season that we had Mint on. And I don't know, we love having Mint on. So we were like, we have to have Mint on again. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I love so being here. So I love doing this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and include your social media handles. Okay. Well, hello everyone. I'm Mint, aka Mint Fairy. Uh, I'm Mint Fairy on everything. I think TikTok, Tink, Tink Talk, <laughs> Tinkerbell Talk, <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm Mint Fairy on everything. And um, yeah, so I am a 41 year old eclectic uh, witch that also works with the Fae and Nation spirits i'm a lover of love i'm a promoter of love i'm a storyteller a peer counselor and an all-around uh crazy maniacal troll <laughs> yeah and that, that's that's my the title and i'm sticking to it <laughs> Mystical. but seriously if you haven't checked out mint fairy like like all of their stuff is absolutely amazing and so feel good and all that and yeah amazing amazing corner of the internet (laughs) i appreciate it (laughs) of course so what are fairies for those who might not know and how might they be different from what we see in pop culture 
Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so fairies or the fae are uh, otherworldly. When I say otherworldly, I don't mean a different world than our own. I just mean a world next to ours. Beings that kind of mm-hmm. exist or coexist with us in kind of a different space. They have different rules. They have different lifestyles. They have completely different um, moral codes. Everything is completely different. Um, they are sort of like spirits that coincide with our world. Some of them take care of nature. Some of them take care of um, different parts of the atmosphere. But basically, they're kind of like people that live live in a, a realm next to us that have just completely different wild lives. And they have gifts and they have seemingly like powers and they have these really interesting ways of living that are that differ, differ from ours just super super fascinating creatures um they're legendary they go back hundreds of thousands of years to the beginning of what we know of as as our time you know they were here before us they'll be here after us they are they're like earth spirits they're the earth people you know and we are the people that mm-hmm. landed on their earth <laughs> <laughs> the way that they differ from the fairies that we see, the fairies that they put on like movies and TV and like books and stuff like that. Uh, fairies that we have in fairy tales and, and books are very cute. They're sweet. You know, like Tinkerbell is, is, I mean, I won't call Tinkerbell sweet. Let's be honest. She's not sweet. Okay. She's, got a little, <laughs> she's like a little sass bucket, but, but they, they definitely depict them in a really sweet light. You know, they definitely talk more about pixies in a way that are sweet and they, they take care of flowers and plants and they make nature um, grow and they help the seasons change and stuff like that. And they're just very, very friendly in books and in movies. And they are not friendly in, in our world, you know, and <laughs> they're not, they're not like, Hey, let's go, you know, let's go run through the field and, 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 you know, do really cute things. That's not what their, their lifestyle is like. They're not mm-hmm. here to serve humans. You know, they don't have anything to do with serving people or making people's lives better. Um, we are their parasites. You know, we have come to their planet and we have, we have, you know, <laughs> depleted resources and we've, we've taken out animals and entire species. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we are definitely their parasites, but they're not the way that they're depicted in movies. Uh, a lot of fairy tales do have very accurate depictions of fairies, um, but older ones for sure, like very oh, old yeah. legends and folklore. They'll have the depictions of fairies where they are very um, very different than they they are portrayed in, let's say, a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest disney took a bunch of store like really really scary stories and made them very cutesy so (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. like most of this i could go on and on about the the different stories that uh have been they've taken lots of liberties and changing Mm -hmm. the the entire setting and the plot and the characters you know a lot of these stories have a lot of death in them and in in like the little mermaid you know they just take that out they're like oh no (laughs) she's alive that didn't happen that didn't happen (laughs) yeah 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 i like what you said about us being parasites because that's like we're we're their cockroaches like (laughs) yeah we keep coming back oh i think we're like that for like you know all of earth like we're just you know 
for any spirit or land guardian or anything they're like mm. <laughs> but you guys just need to go <laughs> yeah 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 seriously uh well, you know some of some people try their best to to coexist with with nature the way that we were supposed to or quote unquote supposed to but yeah we we definitely do a lot of harm uh which makes it hard for any other otherworldly creature including you know animals who are worldly mm -hmm. to trust us you know we're not very trustworthy when it comes to that sort of thing so um mm -hmm. When you think of someone who isn't trustworthy, who wants to be a part of your space, like how are you going to treat them? And as a fairy or as a fae creature, you don't have the same moral code as a human does, so you don't care. Like you're gonna, you're gonna push them, you're gonna push, you're gonna hurt them, you're gonna make them angry, you're gonna make them want to leave, you know. And so that's a very common. Yeah. I think that's a very common like thing in in lots of like old folk folklore and fairy tales is like the the fae like being tricky and mean and, and, you know, taking things from people, taking food, taking children, taking, mm -hmm. taking wives and stuff like that, because, uh, they, we're not like worth it to them, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, well, that we call it, it's not worth it. So they're just like messing with us, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really, I, yeah, I don't blame them. Like they're just trying to survive yeah. and here we are messing things up. But what yeah. made you interested in working with them? I know. After all of that, why would I want to work with them? <laughs> That's why everyone always asks me. Like, I'm just saying all that. Why do you want to work with these? They hate us. And exactly. I'm like, you know what? No. Well, I, want to, I don't want to be hated. You know? <laughs> you know, I, I've told the story a million times, but I, I have a very old relationship with the Bay where I dreamt about them for a very long time as a child and it gave me really scary dreams, you know, very terrifying dreams. Um, one of the things that I, I like to make sure that people understand is not just the way that fairies are spoken about in like Disney films and stuff like that. That's not the only difference. Their, their appearance is very different than what we think it is. Um, they, they sometimes they look kind of humanoid, but a lot of the time they look kind of scary. You know, they look like um, what we would call demons or monsters. You know, they have mm -hmm. elongated legs sometimes. They have those extra joints that insects have sometimes, you know. Um, they have, I'm, I'm like, I can, I'm getting visuals. They've got these like sometimes long faces, sort of like praying mantis-like faces with these huge eyes that are like um, one color, like solid, just pupil eyes. They can look very frightening if you're not used to seeing something that looks like that. Uh, they can also be incredibly beautiful mm -hmm. and they on these forms that are very appealing and very alluring. That's why we have all those stories of people being stolen away by the fairies because they're beautiful in their in their difference, you know, in their otherness, and they're exciting to mm -hmm. to want to be a part of and want to want to see. But uh, they also have another side of them which they can reveal to you if they feel like it. That is just very scary, you know, very scary. So that's something that I, I also um, I like to talk about a lot because that's why for me as a young child, they were terrifying to me, you know, because they looked like monsters, you know, they were bigger than I thought yeah. they were. Some of them have like bark skin, uh, very terrifying. So the reason why I started working with them was because having these dreams was so scary. Uh, I saw a therapist as a child because I, I would wake up in the middle of the night every single night shrieking and running, you know, like a, a maniac in my house. So my parents... <laughs> Poor baby <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. 
you. You take your child to a therapist, you know, after, and it was the eighties. So it, you know, it took a while for them to decide that they should take them to a therapist. But once I did, um, I learned about lucid dreaming and I learned about how to combat those fears of, of having like these terrible night terrors. So I, I started working with myself in the way that I would be awake in my dreams. You know, I would say, this is a dream. You are in control of it. What do you want to do about this situation? Like, how do you want to mm-hmm. fix this situation? And of course they would tell you like, make them go away. Tell them I'm the boss and stuff like that. And I was like, I was very meek as a child, you know, I was very scared. So I would just go, ah, I'm the boss or whatever. But I decided, <laughs> and this is like a, a thing that I, I have done with nightmares throughout my entire life. If you can't beat them, join them, you know? <laughs> so I decided to yeah, become yeah. one of them. <laughs> You know, I decided to become one of them. And so it changed the nightmare into something that I was a part of. And it wasn't me being like stricken by this nightmare. I was, I was scary too. You know, I was also this like scary monster being. And once I became one of them or played as one of them, it, the relationship changed. It became more of a, a, a recognition of, of just otherness, but also the similarities that I found between the way that they looked and the way that they acted and the animals, plants, and other creatures of earth, it was very similar. And I was like, okay, well, that's not scary. Flowers aren't scary. You know, bugs aren't really scary. And once I, I dropped the fear aspect of it, I recognized that they had very similar, um, very similar, just like playful energy to like a mischievous mm-hmm. child. And I was like, I kind of like that, you know? And so because they were already so much part of my life, I just decided that I would work with it. You know, I would, I would try to make it okay for me because I'm telling you, I was yeah. terrified. I was terrified of going to sleep. You know, I, I didn't want to be terrified of going to sleep. So I did my best mm-hmm. as a child to work with what I had. And as I got older, um, I maintained that relationship in a way where I continued to study about them and to learn about them. Because what do you do when you're afraid of something? You learn about it. You try to understand it so that you can drop that fear, you know, just like with humans, <laughs> human beings, you know, if you're ignorant about something, you should learn about it so that you know how to live with it. So that's what I did. Yeah. And I continued to study them and I continued and I had a lot of um, teaching from my family as well, because people don't know this very often, but fairies are uh, a part of every culture. They're a part of every mm-hmm. culture in the world so the fairies that i learned about were the little people um they were they were just like smaller people who could change their size and shape shapeshifters who um weren't always malevolent sometimes they enjoyed uh being able to offer assistance to people who are pure of heart and so my goal was to be the most pure of heart so that i didn't <laughs> have a, a reason to be fearful you know <laughs> So, so that was that was basically the the way that I started working with them was just trying to trying to be worthy of of this this uh, encounter that showed that I was pure part you know and so that's that was like my beginning my beginning stages of working with them and then yeah I loved all of those little silly like interesting stories of folklore about them like messing with people and and about them like. Um, <laughs> like torturing uh, uh men that were that were cheating on their wives and stuff i was like heck yeah man torture him you know mermaids like drowning sailors so i was like heck yeah drown him you know <laughs> I was like, 
I liked that, you know? I was also a very, I was like a devotee <laughs> Artemis at a very young age. So I was like, heck yeah, dude. Like, let's do this. Let's get rid of these terrible people. I'm so, so alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the stories too growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, so yes. So, how do you think someone could start working them with them? And like, when do you think is the best time to do so? I think the best time to start working with the Fae is when you know so much about them that you feel like you can you can talk with them without getting tricked. If you're mm-hmm. someone who's who's you know uh, they're very very literal. They're very literal. So when you're talking to, we're talking about the Fae, you have to remember that they have a completely different lifestyle, a completely different moral code. Like think about meeting someone, someone from another country and how different your lives are just being from another mm-hmm. country. Imagine meeting someone from another realm. You know, their entire makeup is completely different than, than ours. So you have to really learn about the way that they speak and the way that they comprehend what you're saying, um, because they don't have the same communication patterns that we do. So when you're speaking with them, you have to be very literal. You have to be very, very um, sure that your words don't have a double meaning or carry a double meaning, because whatever you say is what they're going to hear and what they're going to understand. So study, study, yeah. study. Study, 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 study. Do as much research as possible, especially when it comes to um, learning about like old, old folk tales and stories from every culture. Don't dismiss mm-hmm. stories that are about like you know. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is the chupacabra, but think about all of those kinds of stories of like creatures that you are like you know. Uh, the Loch Ness monster, like anything, any cryptid that you're thinking of. Think about. Mm-hmm. Um, how much research you have to do to learn the ins and outs of it. Do that much research when it comes to the Fae and and decide whether or not you want to have a relationship with them because the relationship is kind of like a contract and it doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I definitely say do as much research as possible. Um, there are some really great channels too that have a lot of a lot of uh, information about them and information about encounters that people have i think is also really important to study and pay mm-hmm. attention to because they'll tell you what kinds of experiences they had and what to look out for you know um because there are a lot of different ways that they can approach you uh and usually like i said before they don't want to approach you with anything nice you know they they usually um, mess with people or or decide to to mess with people because of something that they've done or said that that was disturbing to nature so if you're mm-hmm. someone that is very respectful with nature with animals with with mm-hmm. you know insects plants like everything that is natural you have to be very respectful of before you can even decide that you're going to speak with them because they're going to take all of that into account. They are everlasting beings. They remember everything. So if you (laughs) stepped on a bug last week, they're going to be mad at you about it. You know what I mean? So you have to be very very sure that you are on the correct path. Being pure part is also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there anything to be careful or weary of when working with them? Well, I think we kind of already answered this one. So we'll go ahead and go to the next one. But so what offerings do you recommend? Ooh, okay. So when I when I talk about working with the Fae, I definitely recommend working with 
your house fae first. If you have a cow spirit, work with them first. Find out what they like. Uh, depending on what culture you're from, you may have a different type of house spirit that you know, resides within your home. Sometimes they are they are um, attached to a family uh, more than attached to a space. But if they are attached to their space, find out what uh, people are indigenous to your area and find out what their folklore is. When you find out what that folklore mm -hmm. is, that'll help you to decide which offering you can give. So um, say you're living, say, okay, so let's take myself, for example. I live in Delaware and I'm lucky enough to live on uh, Lenny Lenape land and my mother was Lenny Lenape. So when I'm giving offerings here, I decide on what I'm gonna give based on what delicious, like um, homemade, handmade foods they would enjoy from this area. So I'm very particular about giving food that is organic, um, something that is made by me, um, things that are made by technology, mm -hmm. like blenders and like plug-in, like plug-in, uh, mm -hmm appliances they're not too keen on so if you're going to cook for them cook in your mm -hmm. oven or, or or give them something that you can make without having to cook they definitely prefer things that are made without technology technology is like eh, to them except for ovens ovens have always been something <laughs> that they've enjoyed i think because baked goods are are very um they have a they have an energy of their own you know receiving a baked good is like receiving a hug mm -hmm. so i think baked goods have a, a very different energy for them but yeah bread milk like the best of what you eat, give it to them. You know what I mean? Like if you have like a, a plate yeah. of delicious food and they're like, ooh, I'm gonna save the carrots for last because they're honey glazed and yummy. Give them some of those honey glazed carrots. You know, don't give them something that's like a scrap. Don't give them your leftovers, you know, because that's kind of disrespectful mm -hmm. when you think about it, you know? Um, and like, of course, scraps for anyone else, it may not be disrespectful, but for them, it's like, why are you giving me your trash? I don't want your left your yeah. chewed up doo doo food. You know, like, give me the best thing. You, you know, <laughs> doo doo food. <laughs> give me something that you are excited to eat. You know, show me that you are respectful of me by giving me something that I would enjoy that you would enjoy. So, like that sort of thing is really a really nice offering. Um, I often give offerings of my service. That's one of the offerings that I give the most, and that's me cleaning up uh, after nasty dirty people leaving trash outside um <laughs> oh, that's so important yeah, so important yeah, cleaning up garbage is really important to me planting plants sowing seeds is really important to me um and i don't do it anywhere that i know they're gonna get mowed up that's also something that i think is really important if you're gonna plant plants for the mm -hmm. day plant them in a place that they're not going to be destroyed so i like to go into the forest and plant them if there's an area where i can see that Maybe it was like super dry or it needs some water. Go out and water plants. Like go out and give things to nature that you know it needs. Go in and throw some like natural fertilizer in the forest. You know what I mean? Like doing a service for the Fae is something that speaks louder than words. It speaks louder than anything else because you're giving up your time for something that you think mm -hmm. is worthy of it. And time is something that is incredibly uh important to people because we are so finite and they are not so if we're giving them our time that's like the ultimate offering it's like ultimate is the ultimate sacrifice because we only have so much time as humans so i think it's really important to to give them their time um and also yeah, like exactly your, your love you know Play with animals, play with children, indulge children in their fantasies, you know, write stories, create poetry, create art. They are such lovers of art. That's something that humans can do that they are fascinated by. So 
singing, dancing, expressing yourself creatively is such a beautiful gift to give to the Fae because they're like, wow, they don't do that the way that we do it. You know, they, they don't have the, the mm-hmm. same kind of like weird hands and, and like, you know, voices that we do. They have, <laughs> they have things that are just of beauty. They just are of beauty and humans are not. So when something, um, so when a person can create something so beautiful out of what we have as limited as we are, it's, it's a beautiful and a, a, like a romantic sort of gift, a romantic and, and very worthy offering is an offering of your creativity. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, um, some witches live in cities and want to work with fairies. Do you have any recommendations for our city-dwelling witches? I do. I do. Actually, there's a book that I have. It's called Believing in Fairies, F-A-E-R-I-E-S, A Manual for Grownups. And it was a book that was given to me by a mentor, probably like, oh, I don't know how old you old. You old was eight, so it was probably like five years ago. Uh, And it's about people it's it's real encounters of people who live in cities who have had fairy experiences um because it is you can you know you can have definitely uh fairy experiences living in a city um it's it's one of those misconceptions that they only stay in natural areas and of course that's where they would rather be but there are some things that really mm-hmm. enjoy the the different kind of atmosphere of city life um they're interested in it and and they feed off of energy so there's a lot of energy in the city so there are some fae that like to be in that space just to kind of discover and explore and understand what we're doing there uh if there are any natural mm-hmm. areas in the city that's where they're probably going to congregate that's probably where they're going to like um meet each other uh solitary fae do enjoy you know walking through cities and and seeing what's going on there if you have plants in your house they're gonna want to be near you if you are someone that has pets cats you know cats are always uh uh, an interesting thing to have with the fae because they have really interesting relationships with cats sometimes they love them sometimes they hate them Um, but yeah, having plants, having plants. So they're cats themselves. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. Sometimes cats literally, yeah, sometimes they love them, sometimes they hate them. It's, I think that they are very similar in energy, and that's why they have that kind of relationship. They're very similar in that, like, um, you can pet me right now, you know, okay, stop. I don't want any more pets. You know, that's how they are. They're like, they're like, yeah, you can see me right now. Okay, stop. I'm over you. I don't like you anymore. You know, they're very similar in that. But yeah, like having plants in your house really helps. Um, inviting them to your space also helps if you live in the city uh but make sure that when you do that you're you're very careful of who you're inviting what kind of fae you're inviting that's why research is so important Mm -hmm. um but yeah having natural spaces in your home really helps to draw them in and um like I said, being creative in your home, painting, drawing, singing, windows open, you know, allowing your spirit to kind of um, drift out of your your space is something that draws them in. You can 100% work with Faye living in a city. You know, you don't have to have trees everywhere. You can, you can just have that space in your home that has little natural bits. And also research is one of those things that that sparks them as well. If someone's like learning about mm-hmm. them, they're kind of interested in why you're doing that. So they want to know what's up with that. You know, why are you learning about me? Like imagine if someone was just like reading your autobiography and you're like, why? Like, what are you getting out of it? Like, what? what do you want to know? Yeah, like what do you want to know? Why? So it's something that like makes them interested. You know, they're like, what's okay, well, well let's see, we'll check that out. But yeah, there are so many people like 
one of the stories in here, someone was just walking down the street and you know how um, buildings will have landscapers come and plant flowers and stuff like that outside of the, the building. Like that's the only bit of nature that's in that city area, you know, the planted flowers. But <laughs> fairies still go to those areas, see how they're being taken care of. Landscapers are some of fairies' like favorite people because they cultivate these spaces. Even though they don't really enjoy manicured anything, they do have mm-hmm. respect for people that can and will help things to grow, you know? And so that's something that yeah. they're very interested in and like being around and seeing. Um, nurturing in general yeah. is going to draw them in as well. Nurturing in general. If you nurture or take care of anyone or anything and you do that with love in your heart, no matter where you are, that's going to be a, a, a glow. It's going to be a light and people are in the Fae will see that and they'll say, what's that? Who's glowing over there? Let me check them out. You become, <laughs> you become a curiosity when you're a lover. Because love <laughs> is one of the things that um, research tells me. Love is one of the things that they don't have. They don't quite understand. So when mm-hmm. you're someone who loves, they're like, what is that about? How can I get some of that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Cute and wholesome. Um, so what are some resources you recommend for witches? who are interested in working with fairies. Mm. So uh, I have a ton of books. I do have a couple of videos on my channel about books for working with the fae. Um, I definitely recommend where, reading, um, what is it called? The Fairy Faith in Celtic mm-hmm. Countries. It's a folklore from lots of other countries are going to have the, uh, a lot of information about the Fae in their space. They may not call them the Fae. Remember that every country has different languages. Fairies in other cultures aren't called fairies. You know, they have different names because that culture has a different language. And so they have a, a different type of folklore for each creature that resides in their folklore, but it is still a part of the same realm. So there are lots of books about um, like elementals and lots of books about um, just like cryptids and, and different different interesting like um, secret things that come up that will still have information about the fae just not called the fae but um, where I have a ton of books over here I'm like looking at them there's the magic of fairies is a really good one um, there's also the fairy bible which is very simple it's one of those like chunky bible books you know it's the, the crystal bible you know there's like the mm-hmm. symbol signs and symbols bible it's a spells bible and there's a fairy bible and that's one of my favorites just because it just it's like a, a bestiary it lists different types of fae from different cultures as well as uh, what element they rule or what element they belong to and it just gives you a, a little bit of an idea about their behaviors what they do where they live and it's it's really interesting i really like reading it every once in a while I'll just go through and read it again because it does have so much information it's a great beginner book it's a great start book um very referencey but still very good um man there are tons of books just called fairy magic i definitely recommend reading literally anything you can get your hands on because all of these accounts are going to have um information from different perspectives and so it'll help you to understand the broad the broad spectrum that is fey you know um and one mm-hmm. thing i will say that i think is really important um <clears throat> just because someone's information contradicts someone else's does not mean it's incorrect. 
And it doesn't mean that their experience was wrong or it doesn't mean that their experience wasn't real. It just means that they had a different experience. You know, everyone's experiences with the fight are they're going to be very different because they're they're um the way that you speak and the way that you understand things is, is different than everyone else. So they definitely cater their their visits sometimes to the person that they're visiting or to the person that they are they're um you know bothering i'll say <laughs> because they, they have reasons for doing what they do you know they have different reasons for encountering a person so um there are lots of different ways that that one can have a, an encounter with a fairy um there's a channel called my favorite youtube channel i love i love her it is scary fairy godmother and she actually just wrote a book and i'm really excited about it <laughs> but she such a great youtuber she just she talks about people's true fairy encounters and she also tells fairy stories and she talks about um fairies and folklore all around the world and she's a wonderful resource she narrates people's uh encounters and some of them are just terrifying just absolutely terrifying i love it i love listening to them when i'm in the car driving alone at night because it's just thrilling to listen to scary stories <laughs> well, that's one way to stay awake while driving <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love listening to her while I'm driving. It's it's people are always like, why do you want to listen to scary things while you're driving at night? And I'm like, because it's fun. <laughs> it's just fun. It's so fun. But there's also um, Fairy Wicca, which even if you're not Wiccan, there are two books. There's Fairy Wicca and there's, there's like Fairy Wicca 2, I guess. And they have a lot of information on how to work with the Fae um, and what to do, like how to word things and um, sort of uh, there's like a lot of references in there for you to explore more books and stuff like that. They're, they're really good books. Uh, honestly, even though they are titled Fairy Wicca, anyone can use them. Anyone can use the information in them. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I'm reading everything you can get your hands on. It's just going to broaden your horizons. It's just going to give you more of a, a well-rounded education instead of just a one-sided education about the fairies, you know? Yeah. No, it's really I important. I completely just, agree. Yeah, read everything. You know, I'm always like, just read it all because there's always going to be something that uh, slips through the cracks for one person but is the shining beacon of light for another person. <laughs> Exactly. I think, yeah, I think that's met with magic yeah. in every single sense. But yes. I think that's all the time we have today. Do you want to give everyone your socials one more time so they know how to get a hold of you? Yes. So, uh, Mint Fairy on Instagram, Mint Fairy on TikTok, Mint Fairy on YouTube. Ooh, am I on anything else really? Those are my three mains, you know. I also have an Etsy shop. It's mintcoven.etsy.com. If you are someone who um, is interested in having like a fairy reading, which is one of my favorite things to do, if you want to know if you have fae in your area or you want to know if any of your guides are um, like fae adjacent, I also give fairy readings. You can uh, email me at mintsegel at gmail.com, M-I-N-T-S-I-E-G-E-L at gmail.com. And yeah, that's about it. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope to have you on again, maybe next time with Robin, too. (laughs) But yes, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right.
So, Maria, what's <laughs> stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> so, I might have already done this, like, I don't know, in the years past, but, like... There is nothing more comfy, cozy than like setting. Uh, well, to me, some people's version, like any version of studying, especially students, <laughs> active students. I'm 35, so I can make. She's very you know, old. It's so sad. I am. So I can make studying cozy and fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing it for me. So, but I don't know. Just like the whole atmosphere of like studying at a cafe. It, like I'm talking about like our magic books and stuff like right. that like um and just I get out my like my iPad and I do like all my like little notes which is why like it takes me a year and a day to um to read through a book because I'm like record everything and then I try to make it super pretty by finding photos that <laughs> go with the theme of the book that I'm reading but I highly recommend, like, if you have problems studying to go, especially if you're at home. Like, if you're like me, I get, like, super distracted at home by everything that I need to do and I need <laughs> to get done. Um, you know, there's some dishes that needs to get done. There are other things that needs to get done, like the vacuuming. <laughs> but, or or if you have littles, like, we all know how they could be all time consuming but <laughs> fingerprints on everything yeah <laughs> just being at a cafe where like a lot of other people are like doing the same thing mm -hmm. it's like the whole sense of like you know it's that energy that like yeah. you're supplying to like people are supplying to you and you're supplying it back that right. you're all studying and it's like i don't know i just i really love it it's cozy and i will drink my weight in coffee like no problem <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate studying, but I do feel like if you have a passion for studying or not studying for, for something, it makes studying easier. So like, I don't really mm -hmm. consider reading witchy books studying. I know it is, but like, <laughs> I don't consider it that way. <laughs> I think it's just the note taking aspect. Yeah. I don't think that like... Um, I really considered studying and still I went until I like I started writing down everything. Yeah. Then it felt like more like studying. Yeah. yeah. Get my highlighters out. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think like I went through so many years of having super intense brain fog and yeah. bad brain days that now that I'm like, I need to learn like learn everything and even learn things over again because I'm rereading books that I read during my bad brain fog years and it's just nice to pick them up and not have to read the same sentence like five times <laughs> to comprehend it and to take notes because I'm taking notes because I you know not because I um I'm not comprehending it and just writing out helps me comprehend it better but instead I'm doing it to remember so that's nice yeah <laughs> So, Robin, <laughs> what is not stirring your cauldron this week? I'm glad you asked. I say this from recording on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason I was not here for the main segment was because I'm house-sitting and one of their cats got out. 
That's like a house sitting, like worst nightmare scenario. And I am a very sane, logical, and emotionally balanced person. Therefore, I'm I'm not a cancer at all. Um, I spent the whole time crying and being a psychopath. I was like on my hands and knees in like neighbors' yards to see if they had like gaps in the fence that the cat could have gotten through to like have this trail because all the fences are really tall. The cat could not have climbed it. The, the cat's also an indoor cat and overweight, like climbing fences is just not on the thing. So it's like, she would have had to have gotten through holes. So I'm like in, first of all, I'm in a very nice neighborhood. I look how I look <laughs> and I'm like, hi, I'm, this is not a robbery. I really did lose my cat. <laughs> the next door neighbor, bless them. We're making them cookies tonight. Um, I had to ring their doorbell at like 1230 at night. And I'm like, I know we've never met before. And I know this is going to sound totally crazy. And I totally understand that you're not comfortable letting me in your backyard. Cause I know you're going to say no, but there's a cat back there. <laughs> and it was just like, ugh, it was a whole thing. It's been horrible, but we have resolved. The cat has returned. Uh, literally this morning. So, uh, but yeah, that has been a very stressful few days. I did a lot of crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I like how she stuck to like, to, you know, to her property. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> she was at the top of the property. There's, we found a hole in the fence, uh-huh. which will be repaired. Um, but there's a hole in the fence. And on the other side of the fence is this super overgrown, super thick bramble bush that is without exaggeration, mm-hmm. like 10 foot by 10 foot. It is mm-hmm. so thick that we and we had our friends come over to help us with the cat. And mm-hmm. Frank and our friend Kevin were without exaggeration a foot away from each other. They couldn't see each other. Like that's how thick the bramble bush was. And so we're looking for a cat in a bush that two grown men can't men cannot see each other in. It was ugh, it was anyway. <laughs> so it just it, it's been crazy. The whole week was crazy. I was have been very distraught, but we got the cat back. So that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and I like how you caught her, like in a raccoon <laughs> in a raccoon trap with sardines. Where I, so okay, so first of all, massive shout out to the people at Feral Change in Oakland. Love you. Um, they gave us a trap, and she like Kristen at Feral Change, like walked me through how to do the entire cage, every like how to do it, and I like had a piece of cardboard on the bottom so that way she wasn't like discouraged by the wire floor. Yeah. And I like had like sardine juice that I like dribbled like a little trail to the back. <laughs> and it was no. so funny. Like we couldn't get her out, couldn't get her out, couldn't get her out, right? Uh-huh. Within 10 minutes of getting the sardine cage set up, we had her on camera. <laughs> now she didn't actually get trapped till about 3.45 in the morning. But yeah, it's it was a wild few days. <laughs> oh. But it's Poor all better mama. now. We've got Thank her. You. We've got her. Uh, my big thing was, is imagine being, so the homeowners are in another country. Imagine being 6,000 miles away and getting a text message first thing in your morning being like, hey, text me. We have a situation here. And it's that your cat is missing. <laughs> like, horrible. Horrible. 
Horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh no. But we got her back. I feel so I felt so bad for you. Like I just Robin kept sending me photos of like cat eyes flashing oh. and like <laughs> the morning she got out. Or food dishes <sighs> that the cat would be like, Oh, I'll eat. I'll eat and but then... I'm going right back to my bush. <laughs> oh no. So, yeah. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just glad we got her back. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's what I get. This is what I get for being chilly and wanting a coat and being half awake. This was my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about shops, creators, artists, books, whatever that we're loving right now. These are not paid advertisements. These are organic finds. In this season, uh, we have had a third third creator, <laughs> which is submitted by you guys. These are our listener choices. So if you have somebody that you really want to shout out, a shop or creator, artist, whatever, that you think is doing something really amazing, be sure to email us, DM us, or even answer our prompts in our stories on Instagram um, to get it out there. So that being said, Maria, who are you digging right now? So my person is actually like she was on the Great British Breaking Show. I forgot what year, but she was like a gothic queen that of course I remember, Noel loved. I remember her as soon as she, <laughs> yeah. you said that she was like a goth baker. I was like, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but it's Helena Garcia, mm-hmm. and um, her Instagram, like, as she, she still of course does her little, you know, like spooky bakes and stuff like that. But now, like, she's branched off where she does like a bunch of crafting stuff, and she has like my mummy is a witch book out, and I don't know, all of her stuff is so cute and i want to own it all like she even has this cute witch um beach hat Uh that's like the shape of a witch hat and stuff like that that i really really want and like a little cauldron picnic bag like so cute and yeah like she's definitely found her niche and you know screw the great british breaking show for like being <laughs> like you adoring know adoring her for every single yeah, thing that she did i'm serious like <laughs> they were like this is a little creepy oh my god but you know what and paul like, hollywood can literally suck me after this last season when he said that the conchas were too dry and flavorless i was like my brother in christ have you ever had one <laughs> <laughs> you're telling people that their shit is not flavorful enough and that it's dry that is literally the point they're made for dipping in coffee like anyway <laughs> his opinions are garbage <laughs> uh, but yeah i highly recommend checking out her stuff because yes. her store is cute and she has a ton of cute books out but anyways who you been digging so i actually got sent this from a friend um the company is called Sunny Fox Apothecary mm-hmm. and they do hats, okay? But the hats have like these little cathedral cutout pieces on them mm-hmm. um, where they've got like, it, I think it's plastic or something. Um, like I, I don't, maybe it's resin. I'm not certain. But it gives like a stained glass effect through the brim of the hat and it is so cool. The cathedral window ones 
Like, I love them conceptually. I think that in actual wearing, it would be a sensory nightmare for me personally. But they have other ones that are like lunar phases. And like, there's a really cool one that's like a butterfly or a moth or something like that. And I'm like, yep, I want that. (laughs) I'm not even a hat girly and I want that. (laughs) Yeah, these are really cute. What a fun idea. I I would never have thought of that. Two episodes in a row I've talked about hats. (laughs) Oh, are we on a new thing instead of ceramics? Am I a hat girl now? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the last one I said I wasn't a hat girl and then it ended up looking just great on me. So maybe I'll get this one. I don't know. Maybe I'm a hat girly now. Yep. You found out about the hat stretcher and now you're like, you know what? I'm on board. My big fat head. (laughs) It's okay. I have one too. So we're fine. So our listener choice is actually an Etsy. They're called Moon Serpent Jewelry. And it is so cool. Like if you go to their Etsy, the mm-hmm. I think it's pinned. Um, they have a Baba Yaga pendant. That is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. It's like a silver house, but then the legs are like brass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like brass looking, I guess. Um, so cool. Like, really really cool so that was amazing <laughs> I, yeah and i really like their mandrake pendants yeah, and stuff like just, that. oh really my gosh cute. i'm like so glad that someone submitted this because it's so neat Ugh. i wonder if they do make their own jewelry because that's really it looks impressive like they do like it does the quality yeah. that doesn't look like something that they're drop shipping that's really cool and unique mm-hmm i yeah Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that you will join us again on Friday, June 30th for our Coffee Talk episode or July 7th for the 13th episode of season three. And also it'll be right after my birthday. So you should listen to wish me a happy birthday anyway. (laughs) You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information and see what we're up to. And don't forget to join us on Patreon June 24th with Katie Webb on using tarot for paranormal investigation. This is available for the library tier and up. And if you miss it, it will be available immediately on YouTube. And additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers a special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events like spells, meditations, a book club. I mean, <laughs> we, have, on and on. we have a lot. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we have our amazing discussions. And we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. And by the way, if you have signed up for that yes. please 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 check your messages we have yes. been reached out to but we, no one's we gone have back reached to us out to several people actually and nobody's getting back to us simultaneously if you are in a tier that includes the discord and you can't connect please reach out to us so we can help you um because you're paying for this and we want you to have it <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual voices, take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us to be seen by others. So thank you for everybody who already has and everybody who will in the future. We really appreciate you. Again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria Thara Kane on Instagram. You ready? Yeah.
Ready? Okay. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Five. Five. Witches. <laughs> Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.